0: hey everybody quick programming note we are encouraging listeners to subscribe to our new podcast feed on spotify or on mixcloud previously we were not able to include full songs in a podcast feed due to music licensing issues our new host anchor has a new feature that allows you to include songs in our show on spotify with a proper music license the old feed still exists on spotify and other platforms but if you'd like to hear the show with all the songs included subscribe with one of the links featured on our website, damagegoodsradio.com, or you can find the link on our Instagram page. Spotify Premium listeners can hear the full show with songs included. Spotify free accounts can still hear the show with 30-second clips of each song. Mixcloud all users can listen for free with the Mixcloud website or mobile app. No account or subscription is required to listen on Mixcloud. Hello, welcome to another episode of Damage Goods Radio. My name is. Matt Dunn, sometimes known as DJ Rock Lobster, amongst many other names. And who do I have with me?
1: It is I, your friend and compadre, Chris Lar, a.k.a. DJ Doonsting. Good to be with you.
0: Are you getting back into this routine yet? Are you still adjusting?
1: Oh, uh, we're all still adjusting. I don't know if we'll ever adjust. It might just be a perpetual adjustment oh. thing.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, this has been a great comeback. It's Possibly the greatest comeback since the Beatles released Wonderwall in the nineties. Oh, that
1: was amazing. That that was a, <laughs> that was a day that changed music forever. Oh but yes, no, I'm, absolutely. I'm I'm loving our format. It's I'd rather do it live, you and me together in the studio, but this is a great way to do it in the meantime. In the meantime, that Space Hog song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do I do love that song. It's a classic. What? So We've got an action pack. Well, we always have an action pack show.
1: If, if this was an 80s movie, this would be like Steven Seagal kicking Sylvester Stallone while Arnold Schwarzenegger was firing a minigun at him and Bruce Willis. That's how much action that we have combined and put together in this show. I'm all for it. Get to the so
0: We're going to start out right here. We've got a new Australian track of the week. And it comes to you from Melbourne, Australia. It is a band called Sunfruits. They put out a song called Mushroom Kingdom uh, last year. I'm not sure if it's about Mario or not.
1: That was the first thing that popped to my mind. Oh, they must be Mario fans. The B-side is an ode to soy milk,
0: so I love that. And we've got some other exciting stuff. We have a song about 2001 Space Odyssey.
1: And we actually even have another Australian track from another Melbourne band.
0: You ready to kick things off?
1: We're going to be the Thunder Down Under. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Here is Sunfruits with a track called Mushroom Kingdom. And you just heard a band called Tijuana Panthers out of Long Beach, California. That was a track called Creature. That was off of their 2010 album Max Baker. And I like that cool surfy vibe they've got going there.
1: Oh, I love it. Good, happy, bouncy, positive vibe. Dug it.
0: That's what we're all about
1: here. Right.
0: And before that, you heard a band out of England from 1990 that was the head co with a song called Davy Crockett, which was a single they put out on Sub Pop Records in 1990. Great stuff.
1: 100%
0: fun. Before that, you heard another classic 12 years ago. Is that considered classic now? What's the rule on that?
1: If we play it, it's a classic.
0: Ooh, all right. (laughs) You heard Ty Siegel with a track called Standing at the Station, a really cool track by him that came out on his Lemons album in 2009 that was on Ghana Records. And to begin the set, you heard your Australian track of the week that was a band called Sunfruits. And that was a song called Mushroom Kingdom. That is a co-release from Third Eye Stimuli Records and... <clears throat> a cool label out of france called six tons de chair it's run by this great guy lawrence he's actually sent us a lot of music to play on the show
1: oh yeah very he cool has.
0: he's a really cool guy and he puts out a lot of great and he actually put out a greensboro band called waheyas or Wayas. I think there's some debate on that but anyway he put out the greensboro band Waya's, put out one of their singles he's a cool dude puts out a lot of great music. yeah the six tons de chair they're on band camp and all that good stuff we'll post a link in the show notes
1: show those artists some love people
0: absolutely is it time for food news
1: yet i think it is time i got weird food news i'm sure you got weird food news i got a couple of articles here this one was from yesterday in food and wine magazine and this is a potential job opportunity to people out there Planters is looking for a team of new peanutters to drive around in a giant peanut. In 1935, Planters designed and built a peanut car that was going to be driven by a, quote, lucky salesperson. Fast forward several decades, and now they have three giant nutmobiles. Yes, nutmobiles, 20 foot six long GPS equipped street legal peanuts that are driven all over the United States by a team of brand ambassadors called peanutters. Well, now planners is looking for you, responsible people that want to drive the nutmobile from city to city and create peanut related content for Twitter and Instagram and acting as a specialist and spokesperson for Mr. Peanuts walking in the shoes of an American icon. God damn it. That makes me feel patriotic. The minimum qualifications for the job, though, they're not just going to give it to anybody. You have to have a bachelor's degree. A valid driver's license and most importantly, quote, the desire and ability to spend the year on the road staying in hotels or short-term corporate housing throughout the United States. So apparently that is more important, I guess, than actual driver's licenses, being willing to stay in corporate housing while you travel the, the roads from Sea to Shining Sea. <laughs> <laughs> A giant 26 long GPS equipped street legal peanut.
0: So, <laughs> Are you in the Peanut Team? Or is it just you in the Peanut Mobile by yourself?
1: It looks like they have a team. Okay. It's like I think three or four people. I, I want to see. You've seen that movie Death Race Two Thousand? I have. With like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I want to see something like the Peanut Mobile and the Wiener Mobile from Oscar Mayer, and just see some food-themed motor vehicular mayhem on the roads of America. That's, that's what I want.
0: How would you describe death race 2000 for someone who hasn't seen it?
1: Oh, it's, it's a great Roger Corman B movie, but it had Sylvester Stallone when he was starting out David Carradine. And it's basically a road race across the country where these themed racers score points for running over people. Like you get 10 (laughs) points for a baby and 15 points for an old guy. and, and they all have these crazy themes like, Sylvester Stallone's this guy called Machine Gun Joe, Viterbo, and he drives around in this big gangster-looking car, and he has a big Tommy gun, and David Carradine's a guy called Frankenstein that has a dinosaur-shaped car, and for a total B-movie, it's 100% fantastic to watch, and they put just the right amount of social satire in it uh, to keep it fresh.
0: We actually screened that one at a movie theater I used to work at, and that was the first time I watched it, and I was like, wow, this is awesome.
1: This is the last time I saw it was maybe three years ago, and it was – they aired it on the big screen at Mission Valley before they went under – I miss Mission Valley, but uh, me and a friend, you know, we got our tickets, and we watched it on the big screen, and it was fantastic. So, yes, I want to see Death Race 2000, but with the Nutmobile and the mobile and
0: – So, what? Peanut Race 2000, or Nut Race 2000? I don't know. That the sounds Race. weird, but <laughs> – did they do? You know, when you go to a sporting event, they they have the t shirt gun that shoots t shirts at you. Do they have a peanut gun and shoots peanuts at people?
1: They better. If they're gonna walk in the footsteps of Mr. Peanut, I, I expect nothing less than something that shoots peanuts or little packets of peanuts or something. That's.
0: Is there a Mr. Peanut costume involved somewhere? I would imagine there had to be.
1: I would think so. It does say that you act as a specialist and spokesperson. What is a Mr. Peanut specialist? Does this mean you're just very knowledgeable about Mr. Peanut, that you take a class? What does that mean? Also,
0: peanuts are one of those things that, I don't know, you're either into them or you're not. I don't know. Is anyone really on the fence about peanuts?
1: And if you have a peanut allergy, like a true peanut allergy where if you have a peanut and you die, is seeing the peanut mobile, the nut mobile coming around the bend just probably the most horrifying thing you've ever seen in your life? it reminds me of the oscar
0: meyer mobile but weirder gotta appreciate that
1: but the thing is though in the article they have a picture of it so i guess if if people out there want to google nutmobile i guess you might want to put planners nutmobile because i can't guarantee nutmobile alone will get you but right planners nutmobile it's actually kind of looks cool it's like a big giant peanut but with wheels i know it doesn't sound cool the way i'm describing it but it looks better than it sounds but 26 foot long, that's huge.
0: Photos of it there, that that's pretty awesome. I would, I would ride in that for sure.
1: Oh heck yeah! You have to have a bachelor's degree, but it doesn't specify what the degree has to be in. So I mean, you just have to have a bachelor's <laughs> Anything. degree. Anything, right? Need a bachelor's degree. That's that's a that's odd to me because it feels like you shouldn't have to get a higher education just to display your love of peanuts and all nut related things, but. I guess they just don't want anybody to represent <laughs> Mr. Peanut.
0: I do not have a bachelor's degree, so I will have to sit this round out.
1: Yeah, why? Why a degree? That makes no sense to me. But I, I'm not a nut expert either, so maybe there's nuances that I'm missing.
0: <laughs> so I have some food news.
1: Oh, let's let's hear it.
0: Stonyfield, the dairy company, they're offering a Valentine's Day package called "Date with a Cow." Which is a, this is a 15 minute Zoom date with an actual cow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. Like, I'm not like a, I'm not talking like a cartoon or a robot or something. Like, they put up a, I don't know, if it, they put up a laptop or a camera next to this cow and you get to hang out with the cow for 15 minutes.
1: That's utterly ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they call it a virtual cow hugging and it's supposed to be stress relieving it's for the wolf's neck organization which supports up-and-coming organic dairy farmers it's for 50 dollars you get the 15 minute zoom date with a cow and you get festive treats like the Stonyfield strawberry yogurt some chocolate and your very own stuffed animal cow to cuddle with at home
1: oh that actually sounds very sweet
0: are you thumbs up or thumbs down on date with a cow
1: yeah, I I would do thumbs up with a date, date with a cow. I mean, sounds like you get some good stuff. Cow probably doesn't mind.
0: So, right.
1: Sure, why not? You know, what life is short.
0: I wonder if you really like the cow. Can you pay extra to stay on the call longer? Mm-hmm. Cuz it's only 15 minutes. It's really not enough time to get to know know someone.
1: You get down to the 14 His speed minute dating. <laughs> yeah, speed dating with a cow. You get down to the 14 minute mark is like Hey, Cal. I feel like we have a connection here, and I want to get to know you a little bit better.
0: I don't want this to end.
1: I see us going places.
0: And <laughs> no, milk it for all it's worth.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you, have, do you have more food news?
1: Well, since you talked about wonderful food-related Valentine's gift, last month they announced that Wisconsin Cheese was giving a Valentine's box like the heart-shaped box, but instead of chocolate, it had cheese in it. All right, okay, that sounds cool enough you like cheese. But I'm sorry, Wisconsin. Oregon. The Oregon company known as the Tillamook County Creamery Association is upping the ante with a literally bigger idea. On February 13th, today, cheese fans can prove how much they love themselves by ordering a 40-pound block of Tillamook Sharp Yellow Cheddar. Killamook Cheddar is aged in these 40 pound blocks, referred to as a quote, mother loaf. So they are offering just 25 of these mother loafs available for $112 when you shop digitally. It opened today at 8 a.m. Pacific time. You know, I know by the time this broadcast is probably going to be too late, but hopefully, somewhere a cheese fan is going to get united with a 40 pound block of cheese and bring that happiness that they miss in their life maybe they can have the cheese while they're zooming with the cow i would say that's the perfect companion for that date B- block of cheese cow person it's like a three-way that's, <laughs> i would say
0: that sounds like a dairy overload right there
1: the mother is love. it
0: possible to get more dairy into one date is you i was gonna say you're talking to a cow i guess you could talk to the yeah you talk to the cow and you're eating cheese while doing it. It's, I feel like it's very meta.
1: Only if there's a deep dive into a previous episode of Damaged Goods. It could only be more dairy-related if it took place in Japan while someone was enjoying the Domino's one kilo ultra cheese pizza. The pizza <laughs> that had one kilogram or 2.2 pounds of cheese on it. That's a lot. Why do I remember that? But I do because it's it's very,
0: the very memorable.
1: I think Motherloaf would be a pretty cool band name.
0: Motherloaf, that would be.
1: Opening for the Nutmobiles, it's Motherloaf! <laughs> Nutmobiles and the Motherloaf, that's that's what I got today for my weird. Do you have any other stories? So Dunkin' Donuts
0: was just doing a new contest. The winner gets to have a free wedding in the Dunkin' Donuts drive through It's called the Marriage on the Menu contest, it was inspired <laughs> by... A Dunkin' employee who last fall got married in New York State to her husband at the drive-thru because that's – some. I guess that's where her and her husband first met at 3 a.m. in the drive-thru. You wouldn't think a connection we made at 3 a.m. at Dunkin' Donuts in the drive-thru, but
1: – Was the person at Dunkin' Donuts doing the marriage, or did they just bring someone with them in the car and said, hey, marry us here at the drive-thru as we order some don mm-hmm. Donuts?
0: Well, Chris, I'm glad you asked that because <laughs> – the ceremonies are put on by, in conjunction with Dunkin' Donuts with a company called I Do drive Through, a drive-up wedding service. So there's an actual company they, I guess, they contract out. Dunkin' Donuts, this actually just happened this week. But Dunkin' Donuts hosted the wedding. It's a 3 to 4 p.m. drive-thru renewal or commitment ceremony conducted by I Do drive Through. There's also a Taco Bell wedding chapel. That was also a thing that happened. Taco Bell drive-through, and then you drive-through wedding, and then they have a room that you could use, like Taco Bell catered wedding party room, <laughs> including wedding swag, which is Taco Bell wedding themed attire.
1: I'm having trouble wrapping my head around that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would say, are you more Dunkin' Donuts drive-through or Taco Bell drive-through wedding?
1: If I had to choose one, I probably would go with Taco Bell. I think I'm more of a a faux Mexican food fan than I am a donut fan. Right. Um, and if I'm going to have a donut, I'll probably go to Krispy Kreme over Dunkin' Donuts. Not that Dunkin' Donuts sucks or anything. It's just I'd rather get married at a Krispy Kreme drive through than a, than a Dunkin' Donuts.
0: I know it's a device atomic, but I do prefer Krispy Kreme as well. I hope um, we didn't look- Fans, with that. <laughs> yeah,
1: we got to be we got to be honest. We got to be well.
0: Honest. I think I think the Taco Bell uh wedding might went out because there's a bouquet which don't ask me exactly how this works because it sounds dangerous. But a Taco Bell sauce packet bouquet is available to borrow and walk down the aisle with during your own Taco Bell weddings.
1: You only get to borrow it, you, you toss it, whoever catches it, then. <laughs> They'll have a delicious uh, accoutrement to their mexi melt I guess, seven-layer burrito, wedding bell grande.
0: But yeah, I would have to go with the Taco Bell one because I don't know the for some reason the Dunkin' Donuts one doesn't seem
1: as ridiculous. So yeah, definitely Taco Bell. I wish Waffle Houses had a, a drive-through because if I had to cho- if I had to choose between a Waffle House drive-through marriage and Taco Bell, I don't know. I might go for the Waffle House just north of wake forest one of the waffle there's a waffle house there every time this year they they put out signs where you can have a candlelit dinner at the waffle house you know where they you know they'll turn down the lights and you can order and they have heart-shaped waffles and you actually have to RSVP because apparently it it's insanely popular amongst those that go for that sort of thing nothing says love like scattered smothered covered and chomped.
0: Well, one day I can hope to, in different times, participate in such a thing. Yes. So I was thinking we should play some more music. I
1: like that. I like music.
0: Got some cool new tracks here. There's a band called Eggy, and they do a track called How 9000, which is a tribute to How 9000 from 2001 Space Odyssey. And we've also got a band called Pottery. Love that name. Love it. And... A band called Big Joni, which you're going to love. So don't touch that dial, as they say.
1: That's right. And we'll be back after these very important musical messages, which we call songs.
0: And you just heard a track by a band called Big Joni out of London, UK from 2020. That was a track called It's You. And that was the B side of their Cranes in the Sky single, which the A side is actually a cover of the Solange track. And before that you heard a band called Sprints, a band out of Dublin, Ireland, with a track called The Cheek, which is a single that's available on their bandcamp page. And before that you heard a band called Pottery out of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. That was a track called Texas Drums Part One off of their album Welcome to Bobby's Hotel. That was a fun one. Really cool. Love the love the gang vocals and the, the drums got that little funky
1: to it love it
0: oh yes absolutely and to begin the set you heard a band out of melbourne australia called eggy and that was a track called hal 9000 and i love that one
1: that was great
0: the quote pop pop culture is killing me is very very relatable yes (laughs) (laughs) you've got a new segment here right if i understand correctly
1: once in a while here on damaged goods we'll have a a little fun. We'll do a little game show. So I thought I would try one here. Y'all, you can put those in the studio audience can play along and you just might learn something. And it's called K-Tell Me All About It. Now, back in the 60s, 70s, and the early 80s, at least everybody that collected vinyl had at least one of those K-Tell compilation albums. For those that don't know, K-Tell was a company founded in 1966 by Philip Keyes and he released the, they started doing items like the Vegematic, the Miracle Brush, the Feather Touch Knife, but in 66 they released their first compilation album, a collection of 25 country songs entitled 25 Country Hits. Every copy was sold. Then they did another compilation album called 25 Polka Greats, sold 1.5 million copies in the US. Which, I will admit, I was surprised that there were 1.5 million Polka fans in this country, but God bless them. They, they got the compilation album they deserved. And the crazy thing is, before 2000, they went public. They had a short squeeze, just like what's happening with GameStop and some of those companies. Then they went private again, and they're still a company, and that kind of blows my mind. k is still around. Which
0: I had no idea that they were still – I thought it was a relic from the 80s.
1: Yeah, yeah, so did I. So we're talking a a company that's been around for almost 60 years. It ended by saying the company now earns profits from its catalog of billboard charting hits. Original artists such as uh, The Twist by Chubby Checker, What I Like About You by The Romantics, Tutti Frutti by Little Richard, Surfing Bird by The Trashman. And they distribute more than 200,000 songs worldwide on digital platforms, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, and they license their song for commercials, movies, and TV shows. So they're making some good bank for, apparently they've always been making some good bank. The company has sold more than half a billion units worldwide. That is not bad. So, KTEL, I salute you. So here's the show. My name is DJ Doonsting, and our first contestant is Matt Dunn, host of Damage Goods Radio. Here's how this show's gonna work I'm gonna name a compilation album from KTEL, and I'll give you the year. You get one point if you can tell me the genre of music it is. If you wanna go for even more points, you can name an artist that's on the album for two. But if you wanna go all the way for five whopping points, You got to name a song on the album so you can play it safe or you can risk points. But if you get it wrong, you lose points. Let's just see how you do an audience. If you're listening, you can play along. I'm going to go easy on you with the first one here. This album was released in 1978 with the title Disco Fire. So you can tell me the genre for a point for Disco Fire, or you can name an artist for two or a song for, for a big five.
0: If I choose song, is it multiple choice or do I just have to know? Yeah, to a guess?
1: you have to You only get one pick per album. You can't say uh, I got the song wrong, so I'll just go with the genre.
0: I'm going to go with artists. All right. And I'm gonna say the village people,
1: the village people. Oh, I am sorry. You have just lost two points. The Ooh. village people are not on here. Oddly enough, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Barry White, Donna Summer would have gotten you some points, but unfortunately, Village People did not make the cut for Disco Fire. So let's go up a couple of years for the next album, Rock 80. These were the greatest hits of the 1980s. You can get a point if you can tell me what kind of music it was, the genre. Two points for an artist or five if you can go with a song. And, and I will say in advance that this one probably has the most well-known bands in terms of everything that's on here. Ooh, I'm going
0: to say, do you know when this album came out?
1: 1980. And okay. the album's title is Rock 80.
0: I'm going to say song title. Okay. And I'm going to go with cold as ice by foreigner
1: Ooh, that's a good guess but nope if you had said the spirit of radio by rush or my sharona by the knack you could have Ooh. gotten five points or heart of glass by blondie but unfortunately no foreigner on this one other artists include a pat benatar and ian hunter so you're down 10 points my friend but you have Damn. a chance to make it up with this is the perfect genre and something we would probably play on this show from 1999 Nowcore, core the punk rock evolution Nowcore, core is that what it's called it's called now core with an exclamation point what does that so,
0: mean what genre is now is that i thought Nowcore would be like the now that's what i call music albums
1: but this one's my favorite album because it's called now core the punk rock evolution 1999 OK. And I'll give you a hint. If you name a punk rock band, you're probably going to get it wrong.
0: <laughs> OK. All right. Well, with that in mind.
1: I mean, Eric, I, I think this one's just a total cheat, but I'm going to give you a shot.
0: OK, so I'm going to say artist. OK. And I'm going to go with aha because you said it's not punk. So probably something weird like aha.
1: No, aha. Uh-huh, that I'm afraid not. But if you had said modest mouse. Modest Mouse. You could have gotten two points. Yes. The song Convenient Parking by Modest Mouse. I mean, when you think of punk rock evolution, I know I think of bands like Modest Mouse or, <laughs> or The Promise Ring.
0: Oh, I said that, vein. I was OK. Yes. I was thinking of like the new wave era.
1: Well, if punk rock isn't your forte now, core music, how about this one from 1974? Heavy metal. 24 electrifying performances. So okay. when you think of 1974 heavy metal, what bands come to mind? I'm
0: going to do song title. Okay. I'm going to go with Born to Be Wild by Steppenwolf.
1: Born to Be Wild. That's actually a damn good guess, but no. But close would have been Outlaw by the Eagles, Rambling Man by the Almond Brothers Band. <laughs> uh, bluebird okay. by buffalo springfield because that's what i think of or smoke on the water by deep purple those those are the heavy metal tracks of 1974 <laughs> right this is not the fairest contest but it's what that's we a tough
0: tough one you know i would have thought um oh, because they always talk about how steppenwolf they always say they were one on the inventors of heavy metal or whatever and because they mention they use the term heavy metal in born to be wild
1: Heavy metal thunder.
0: Right. So I always think of, because I I remember watching VH1 and they said that Steppenwolf invented heavy metal. I don't know. Maybe they did. I don't know.
1: They even list
0: T-Rex, the
1: song Bang a Gong.
0: T-Rex is great, but I would not ever think of them as a metal band.
1: The only band on here, I mean, those have Starship Trooper by Yes. (laughs) I know. Now, they do have one Black... They do have a Black Sabbath song. They have Iron Man.
0: Okay, right.
1: Given that, that. I'm 18 by Alice Cooper, maybe. But, yeah, it's... Nothing else on here is, to me, says uh, Van Morrison. The Doors. Touch Me by the Doors is apparently... Van Morrison's on there? (laughs)
0: That doesn't really seem appropriate, but that's just me. All
1: right. So our next one here is from 1993 and it's called Psychedelic Mind Trip.
0: What year is this from?
1: This is from 1993. It's a compilation album of various artists. Psychedelic Mind Trip. I will say that if you were guessing songs from heavy metal, 25 electrical performances, you might be close to the mark on this one.
0: I'm going to say artist
1: okay
0: and i'm gonna say vanilla fudge
1: vanilla fudge oh no they do have steppenwolf with magic carpet ride strawberry alarm clock incense and (laughs) peppermints tommy james and the shandells crimson and clover all could have gotten you two points with psychedelic mind trip but no vanilla fudge, I'm afraid. Damn. Yeah, this is this is a tough contest. Yeah. But I know right you're gonna that. get this one. This one is up your alley. Okay. And this one, I couldn't get the year on it. It wasn't given to me, but it's called Cool Ghouls Halloween Party Mix.
0: It sounds like some mix I've made on on Spotify, so I like that already.
1: I love the name. Cool Ghouls Halloween Party Mix. So you can name the type of music you would probably hear on here for a point, a band for two, or a song for a whopping five. Right now you're 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 like in the major negative, so this this is what's going to pull you out.
0: Yeah, I'm going to wager it all in Final Jeopardy here. Song title. Go for it. Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett.
1: You got it. All right, finally,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: finally. You, you finally scored one. Yes. Also uh, included would be uh, Bat, uh, Purple People Eater by Sheb Wooley, Boogeyman Nights by the Eichmann, Love Potion Number Nine by the Clovers, and even the Witch Queen of New Orleans by Redbone. Any of those? So yeah, you got five points at the end of this all. All right. Does this give you a hankering for wanting to run out and get some K-Tel compilation albums?
0: <laughs> I wish. I think back in the 70s, early 80s, there was a, actually a punk new wave band called the K-Tells, which I wonder if they called themselves that, hoping people would kind of buy their albums by accident.
1: At one point last year, Record Crate got in a big collection of K-Tell albums. They probably still have some. I they one... kind of
0: fun. The covers are kind of fun, if I remember correctly,
1: right? Oh, the covers are great. I bought one called High Energy. It had like Devo and Blondie. But uh, yeah, I, I dug it. I play it once in a while. They're like mixtapes tapes on vinyl. But oh. I really want to buy this. I still think the funniest one is Modest Mouse on Nelcore, the punk rock evolution. That just that one just blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been the last band, I would have guessed there. So, yeah, or the or the doors being heavy metal or electrifying, at that matter.
0: Which wasn't it Touch Me, which is not even one of their heavier songs, I would say. Yeah. it's, it's It has like a symphony on it. It's like a very. It's
1: like almost vegas
0: Yeah, right. It does seem like something Elvis would have done in his later years almost.
1: Or Starship Troopers by Yes or Outlaw by the Eagles. That is right. just not like heavy metal. Right. And at least it's got Black Black Sabbath is what is basically carrying the, the heavy metal banner for this album.
0: Black Sabbath, one of my favorite bands. Love them. Yeah.
1: Are, are you more of an Ozzy fan or Ronnie James Dio?
0: You had to bring up a controversial topic.
1: I know, but that's we gotta we gotta cover these topics. That's that's what we can't shy so, away from.
0: When I first got into Sabbath when I was a teen, I thought, okay, it's Ozzy or nothing. I don't want to hear anything. No, you gotta listen to the Heaven and Hell album. And I listened to it, and I love the Heaven and Hell album. I think it's amazing. I'm not saying that one is. And so they're better than the other, but I think they're both great. I mean, I only think Ozzy probably wins overall, but the Heaven and Hell album is just really good. It's like a good come to me. It's like a comeback album they did. The last couple albums with Ozzy I wasn't as into, but Heaven and Hell might be my favorite, which again is a controversial take. But
1: actually, I am with you hundred percent. I have a few of their albums, but my favorite has always been Heaven and Hell. I love that album.
0: Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, it's an amazing album.
1: I like... My two favorite from them are... I like Heaven and Hell, which is my absolute favorite. And the close second would be Master of Reality.
0: Great album, too. Uh,
1: a great album. But Heaven and Hell, it just it sounds perfect. It sounds great. And, and I, love, I love Dio. He just sounds so amazing on that album. So, yeah, we are... We are of the same mind, my friend. No controversy here.
0: I heard the I think it's the B-track is Neon Knights. I heard it. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome.
1: Oh, it's great. I'm sure if K tel put Black Sabbath on it, you probably hear them on like kooky country, you know, and they put Black Sabbath on it or something. Oh yeah. (laughs) So there we go. That was K Tell Me All About It. Probably the first and the last episode, but I hope you all enjoyed it. You did not win any prizes, Yeah. except my undying love and admiration. You'll always have that.
0: Speaking of heaven and hell, it's time for the hell part. You brought in some music, right?
1: Hell yeah.
0: What are we going to play?
1: So the first one is from a fantastic band from Minneapolis known as Uranium Club. And it is their excellent, excellent song, That Clown's Got a Gun. And we are back with Damaged Goods Radio. What you last heard was Janitor by quasi-new wave band from Long Beach, California, Suburban Lawns. This was off their self-titled 1981 album released by IRS Records. There's one story about the lyrics of Janitor, and it says that there was a real-life conversation between Sue Tissue and her friend Brian Smith. And according to the latter, it says they were conversing in a loud room when they first met. Quote, She asked me what I did for a living. I said, I'm a janitor. And she thought I said, Oh my genitals. Frankie Wee overheard this and then he wrote the song. And if that's true, <laughs> I absolutely love that. <laughs> I'm a janitor. Oh my genitals. You
0: know, just <laughs> have you seen the clip they played on Saturday Night Live? Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, that was that was wild. <laughs> When I was a younger teen, I didn't like them, but I think that was because I was also a stupid teen and I didn't get it. But when I got older, I really learned to appreciate. I think it's called being
0: a square, right? I think that's, that's the correct right. term.
1: <laughs> I was a total square when I was. a... Uh, you were
0: more Huey Lewis than Suburban Long, maybe.
1: I was probably more police. <laughs> so I'm okay, a, well, that, there you go. I, I'm I, still a I'm still a square. <laughs> <laughs> I never grow out of it, but I think I'm Sting
0: is more of a rectangle than a square. You know, he's a little bit different than.
1: But, but you know, as Huey Lewis said, it's hip to be square. But, you know, I, I will say, though, I also like Huey Lewis. I think they're one of the most musically underappreciated bands in terms of just their their talent. They're great. But they're no suburban louts. Definitely not. Before that was our third band from Melbourne, Australia. They must be putting something in the water there because man, Melbourne <laughs> is brushing it. That was the song Out of Melbourne by Disco Junk from their 2019 album, Younger, Louder, and Snottier. Before that was the song Paranoia by CCTV, an Indiana punk band. Love it. And that was from their 7-inch EP released by Lumpy Records. And then we began with one of our favorite bands from Minneapolis, Uranium Club, with That Clown's Got a Gun, from their album All of Them Naturals, released by Static Shock out of London, UK. I loved Uranium Club. It has that really early Devo sound to it, that fast, frenetic, but kind of happy-sounding beat. I love it.
0: Frantic, but kind of peppy in a weird way. Yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah, peppy. Peppy is actually a better descriptor than happy. Just yeah, it's peppy. It's lively, energetic.
0: Not ska peppy, but Devo peppy.
1: Yeah, Devo peppy. Exactly.
0: <laughs> we're gonna put on our, our skinny ties, or we're gonna get weird and artsy. Not not as much pork pie hat.
1: We're we're gonna have skinny ties and giant shoulder pads and wingtips.
0: Absolutely
1: and we're going to bring down the house. I heard a rumor that you might have a new segment here that could be the next hot thing here on Damage Goods Radio.
0: That's right, We have a new segment called This Week in eBay. Goddamn, what's that? So This Week in eBay, we find weird, relatable stuff on eBay. I really wanted to start off pulling from the music world because there's a lot of weird music merchandise. It's not the weirdest thing, but I thought it was interesting. In 1997, a Motley Crue brand of soda came out. It's called Motley Brew. It came out for their 1997 album, Generation Swine. That one, I don't think quite hit the mark.
1: It was a soda?
0: Right. Vince Neil, the singer, had quit the band at this point, and they hired some other guy to sing. And I think they were kind of trying to jump on the grunge bandwagon, but it was 1997, so a little too late for that. Too little, too late. I actually remember this one because they had it at the Sam Goodies in Crabtree Mall in Raleigh, North Carolina. I remember seeing it and being like, what the hell at the time? I think there's a few different flavors, but the flavor doesn't really matter. The concept is that it's it changes your pee and poop to different colors.
1: <laughs> that sounds safe. <laughs> So it's designed to give you polychromatic pee and poo. That's I, I, wanna, <laughs> I wanna be the I, I'm a little speechless here because I wanna I wanna be there in the board meeting when they're pitching to Motley Cruz, like, okay, we're gonna get you back on top of the music world. And here's what we're gonna do: Motley Brew. Two words, colored pee. How does that work? Why? Uh
0: there's an angry pig smoking a cigar on the
1: cover of the soda can. I guess that was around when everything had to have toed.
0: I think that there were some reports that it had turned people's poop blue and their urine possibly green
1: or violet colored. Oh, so it it wasn't intentional.
0: It was intentional. It actually mentioned something about that, I believe, on the bottle. Which is why I remember it, because I remember picking it up and being like, Motley Crue Soda, who's the audience for this? And then I guess there were some conflicting reports on on what it did to people's bodies, but it had some blue number one dye and it had some effect.
1: Who wants to do that
0: to themselves? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, if if I'm getting a food product, it's not going to be a Motley Crue food product. That's for damn sure. Because you know about them.
1: I do know that. Iron Maiden had a beer called Trooper.
0: Now, that I would trust because it's Iron Maiden.
1: Yeah. Apparently, I've had some friends that have tried it, and they said it's actually really pretty good. I've not tried Trooper itself. I I would rather drink something from Iron Maiden that's not going to turn my pee blue or brown or whatever. (sighs) What were they thinking?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This one is quite the collector's item. Recently, there was a six-pack that sold for $100 on eBay. $100 for... $100 for body discomfort. So it was three unopened cans and three open cans, I believe, and it sold for $100 on eBay.
1: So, wait, you said three unopened and three opened? Right. So someone was saving those cans.
0: Right. Thumbs up (laughs) or thumbs down for motley brew oh two big giant thumbs down yeah, yeah. i do have to agree with that
1: yeah i always said i'll try anything once but no <laughs> <laughs> you know if, if
0: someone walked in the room and like hey guys i got some motley crew soda i'd be like i'm out <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry
1: can't do it yeah, it's not gonna happen not with this guy <laughs> but it's gonna turn your pee blue man
0: And it's not even for their glory years either. It'd be one thing if it was from like Dr. Feelgood era, but it's from their Generation Swine era, which no one remembers.
1: It's like their washed up
0: era. (laughs) I remember seeing that CD in the mall and looking at it. Young at the time, I didn't know a whole lot about music, but you know, you can just see things and tell that a band is really out of their prime.
1: Yeah, the washed up phase.
0: Right. And you're just, they're trying to make it look edgy and weird. Yeah, I don't know if the soda really helped.
1: No, especially if you got a what a pig with a cigar looking all badass. And everything had to be like that in the late 90s. Everything had to have attitude and be edgy. and I'm glad we're past that phase.
0: The Motley Brew era of the 90s, that was a painful era.
1: But 100 bucks for three used empty cans and then three full ones. There I was, was going
0: to have a party tonight with those.
1: I I can't say that I have tried something, I won't say that it was something that was designed to turn my pee a different color, but one time I was hanging out with some friends, and you've heard of Jones Soda? Right. Yeah, the ones that have, like, people can take pictures and they'll put it on the bottles. So one time, a few years ago, Jones Soda released, like, a six-pack, and it was called Holiday Dinner, or, or Thanksgiving Dinner, and it was, that was the theme. And so it had a green bean casserole flavored soda, like a turkey and dressing soda, a gravy flavored soda, hot cross bun soda, and then it had an acid soda that tasted like pepto bismol. <laughs> and I'm not making them. So we got this. There was like six of us, so we were pouring each of the flavors out into shot glasses and just we tried the whole course meal. It was interesting. <laughs> They yeah, were, do you
0: remember – what was your assessment of the flavors? What was your review?
1: Most of them were pretty awful. I thought the – They uh, actually
0: taste like what they were advertising, though.
1: Yeah, for the most part. They kind of had that flavor. Yeah, it kind of.
0: Was that I like a mashed that, potato flavor?
1: I don't remember all of them. I do remember okay. that like turkey good dressing, buttered rolls, green bean casserole, gravy – I remember the gravy one was pretty repugnant, and the Ooh. green bean casserole. I actually liked the antacid. What was that one like? It tasted like, like cherry. It tasted like Pepto Bismol.
0: Did it actually tasted like it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh. Tasted. And the weird thing about me is, I actually like the the flavor of Pepto Bismol. Not that I go it's around. Not bad. Putting, I mean, for
0: if you have to drink Pepto Bismol, I mean, you know, there's worse things you could drink.
1: Absolutely. Motley. It
0: could be Motley Brew soda.
1: That's true. Although Pepto-Bismol does say it on their label that it will turn your poop and your tongue a dark black. <laughs> so like if you drink Pepto or, or eat the tablets, it will turn the back of your tongue like black. and But yeah, not that I go around chugging bottles of Pepto-Bismol, but if I have to, it's like, OK, you know, OK, not so bad. <laughs> and I remember that. Th- the buttered rolls was was not that bad. It was like a sweet, buttery flavored soda, almost like a, almost shy of being like a butterscotchy flavored. But everything else was pretty.
0: Like maybe. where there's original.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's perfect. That you nailed it right on the head. But none of that would turn my pea yellow or or pea green. I guess my pea's normally yellow, but wow, <laughs> this is a special damage goods. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather drink a whole six pack of that than try just one of the Motley Brews.
0: Right. I, I agree. Absolutely.
1: At least Jones was like, hey, let's just try something fun that ties into the holidays. They're not trying to, oh, let's be cool and hip and make something that's badass, you know.
0: Right. But
1: one one seems very fake and the other one seems like a good hearted attempt to just make a product, I guess.
0: Yeah. no, absolutely. Don't you have some musician themed wine?
1: Yeah, uh, about maybe three years ago, me and a friend were at Volume Records in Hillsboro. You know, we were knocking back a couple of beers, looking at vinyl, and on the wall, they served beer and wine there. And they had a bottle of police-themed wine, like the police. And it was called Synchronicity Red-White Blend 2013, although I bought this well after that. And the back of the bottle reads, with one breath, with one flow, you will know synchronicity. The police's classic synchronicity serves as inspiration for this custom-crafted red wine blend. Fill your glass again, turn up the music, and share the taste of synchronicity. I want to punch someone in the dick for whoever made this, but (laughs) I bought it because I do like the police. Right. But I've never opened it. It just sits on a counter. Why they didn't name this message in a bottle as me. that seems like the perfect name for a police theme wine, not right. city red wine blend. You know when you hear the term red wine blend, it's just pretty much leftovers poured in a bottle. Yeah. That's my theory. I really don't imagine this would be a good-tasting wine. It was a total impulse buy after I had about three or four beers in me. This could be a reminder of <laughs> don't make bad purchasing decisions under the influence of alcohol
0: (laughs) (laughs) did you get some police action figures too do they have sting action figures
1: no no well there there is a sting action figure because he they did do a action figure of his character from the movie dune
0: oh there you go
1: actually i have the funko pop of fade from dune only because it cost me two dollars and i was like why the hell not
0: (laughs) oh yeah do they have Stuart copeland is what i want to know
1: yeah, they actually did do a Funko pop with the police. I would probably buy it just because I like the band and I don't know what I'd do with them though. They have enough junk around my house, so maybe I wouldn't buy it. If I had to buy one of them, I would buy Stewart. Yeah, you know, even though I'm DJ Dune Sting, I probably should go buy DJ Dune. Stewart. Dune Stewart. <laughs> Stewart. <laughs> but Yeah, is he your favorite member of the police? He's my favorite member of the police. Favorite drummer of all time, which that might be a hot take. He's no Neil pert, you know, he's not Neil Pert or John Bonham, but man, I, I love his style and Oh yeah. Great this, and his Instagram's pretty cool. He's always posting really cool stuff on there. He's a fun guy. When are we gonna have him on the show? My agents are trying to get in touch with his agents. They're trying to make sure all the contracts before we can get him on the show. You know, hopefully we can get Stuart on there. It's Stu to his close friends.
0: Stuart, if you're listening, hit us up. We'll make it happen.
1: Yes, we would love to have you on the show.
0: Absolutely.
1: And if Stewart's not available, if Clark is, Clark Kent, we'll we'll take him too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the Police Red Wine Blend. I wonder what other bands ended up having themed wine, because you know it just wasn't the Police.
0: I'm yeah, sure. yeah, definitely.
1: I'm sure this company, it's called WinesThatRock.com. People, if you're out there, go to WinesThatRock.com if you want to buy. Shitty band-themed wine, it'll hit you up.
0: They should do a minor threat, non-alcoholic wine. (laughs) I would love that.
1: Maybe they could do Motley Crue Right and make a Motley Crue wine. Feel good red blend. They were going to do a cheesy wine named after a band. I would go with U2. They could call it like under a blood red blend or something like that.
0: (laughs) Sunday Bloody Mary Sunday.
1: Yes, exactly. It could be some kind of weird drink they have for their Bloody Mary mix. <laughs> and it's not like when a band, a musician, is goes out and buys a a vineyard and actually tries to make a legitimate product. Kind of like you know, Snoop Dogg or Francis Ford Coppola is out there making legitimate wine. This is just this police thing is just a cash grab. And I think if I was sober at the time, I probably would never have bought it. But this is a monument to my shame. <laughs> Of bad decision-making.
0: <laughs> hey, I can't can't blame you there.
1: We all make mistakes. We're human.
0: Well, I found some other weird... There was a couple of weird products I found. There was Dwight Yoakam, the country singer. He has his own line of frozen foods. Did you know that?
1: I did not know that.
0: And he has Dwight Yoakam's Chicken Lickens Chicken Fries is one of the items, one of the popular ones. There's also Dwight Yoakam's Macaroni Mouth Poppers. <laughs> That's a the thing. There's also a popular line called Wrap Snacks. Have you heard of Wrap Snacks?
1: I've heard of Wrap Snacks. Yes. So
0: they had Cardi B's Honey Drip Butter Popcorn, which actually sounds pretty good. And then
1: yeah, that sounds good.
0: And Notorious B.I.G. Cookout Barbecue Sauce Chips. Ooh.
1: Yeah, it's like popcorn and chips. Wrap Snacks are good. I, I've oh never... yeah,
0: those, those weren't bad. I liked them.
1: But I think I'd rather have Wrap Snacks than the dwight yokum's macaroni poppers
0: mouth poppers yeah it's a weird name um
1: yeah, the fact that they added the word mouth to it just kind of <laughs> you don't need to put that into food like
0: like it's not a milkshake it's a mouth shake no that's not
1: and really it's it's a mouth popper. okay so where else are you gonna pop it right <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> we want you to make that's sure hilarious. that you know that this is going in your mouth don't put those poppers anywhere else You godless, sinful, deviant you. (laughs) But personally, heck, if you want to put Dwight Yoakam's macaroni poppers in any other orifice and that gives you pleasure, then, man, do what makes you happy. Follow your bliss. Amen. To our audience listening out there. I will not judge you. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Now, if you drink some Motley Brew, I might judge you then, but it, it it won't be harsh. A little less respect, that's all.
0: <laughs> We're getting closer to the worst part of the show.
1: Oh, this part always makes me sad.
0: The end of the show. We have a couple more tracks for you here. This is a band called Gang of Four.
1: Ooh. Very well-known post-punk band from Leeds, UK. Influenced artists such as Michael Stine, Flea, even Kurt Cobain. Even me. Yes. Uh, Apparently, this song is, was released on a single on October 13th, 1978, through their independent label, Fast Product.
0: I like great. The, I love that name. Yes, yeah, that great.
1: Sounds like an 80s action film, doesn't it? Steven <laughs> 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 oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Fast Product. You must sell this product in under a minute or else the store will explode.
0: There's a warehouse and it's really like a front for some evil drug dealer. <laughs>
1: Or it's like, you've seen the movie Speed, you know, with Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. And be like, hey, man, you better ship these things out of the warehouse one product per second or else it's going to explode. You better get it out there. It's going to be a fast product. <laughs> what would this song be called?
0: Damaged Goods.
1: Ah, I love that name. That's a great name. It any, is. Anything that uses Damaged Goods in its title, you know it's going to be good.
0: We also have... A band called Viagra Boys, a band from Stockholm, Sweden. They do a duet with Amy Taylor of the band Emil and the Sniffers, another Melbourne band.
1: And Been on the show before.
0: And they do a cover of the John Prine country classic In Spite of Ourselves. And it's off of the Viagra Boys new album Welfare Jazz. I love that name. I feel like I want this to be a new genre. When I first heard about it, I was like, that sounds weird, but... It's like post-punk country. We're going to play Damage Goods and we're going to play Viagra Boys and before we get out of here, where can people find you on the internet?
1: I have one of them Instagram thingies under Funky underscore Grognard. I'm on Twitter at at Funkasonics and I have a quote stupid roleplay blog guaranteed to waste your time known as the Funky Grognard. Where can they find you?
0: Find me, Damage Goods Radio, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yada, yada, all that. I mean, you can even find me on Bandcamp. You can find me on Mixcloud. You can find me in a lot of places. So look me up.
1: And we also have the website, too. The Damage Goods official website for all your Damaged Goods needs.
0: Right. Crudely made by me. That's DamagedGoodsRadio.com.
1: Actually, he's being very modest. The, the Damage Goods website is actually very primo, very well done. So, it's not bad. It's it's great.
0: I love it. It'll do the job. <laughs> <laughs> it gets it done.
1: It's no fast product.
0: Well, with that in mind, we're going to get to the fast products. Here is Damage Goods by Gang of Four, and we'll see you next time.
1: Have a good one, folks out there in Radioland.